Youthscape podcast, the podcast for Christians who work with young people. And welcome to another edition of the Youthscape podcast with me, Martin Saunders, and her, Rachel Gardner, uh, who appears to be at the back of um, back of church. I, know. I am never in the same place, am I? I'm currently sat in front of IKEA sofas, all contemporary churches have them. And also that sign on the door behind me, yes, it is the toilets. I found the one space in the church yeah. where it's quite good Wi-Fi and quite quiet because as the world reopens, Martin, Preston is getting noisy. So I've just tried to find a place where we can't hear the afternoon screams and shouts of people. You are, as ever, so glamorous. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, and uh, last time we met, we were actually in the same geographical space in Luton, which is extraordinary. You have feet. I have evidence that you have feet. <laughs> were you worried well, that I didn't have I've seen them feet. for over a year and a half. And the Bible says, blessed are the feet of those that bring good news. So I was just checking out. Them feet are still working. And they are. So it's all good. Wow. Rachel, you just like, you just squeezed in a People scripture might there. not know this is a Christian podcast unless I drop some clanging oh. Bible verses in every now and then. It is. <laughs> if people listen to us for any period of time, they know this was a Christian <laughs> podcast. And not for any good reason. So uh, you are in Rygate. I am in Preston. Last time we met, we were in Luton. And confession time, confessionals, because actually the other bit of wall behind me does look like an old-fashioned confessional box, don't you think? So confessional times, we don't have a guest today. Not because we couldn't find one or because they let us down, but we had the audacious nerve to think we could fill a podcast. We could fill a podcast talking about what we just done recently in it. So we could sort of introduce interview yeah. each other, or I could do if we get desperate, I can do a that sounds voice. like it would go wrong in any way, shape, or form. I could pretend to be someone else, <laughs> wouldn't that awesome. be excellent? Um, so what are we talking about then? Why why should people tune in and stay tuned in for just oh us? yes? So you and I have just done uh, an online event together called Renew Normal, which I thought was fascinating Thank in so many that. ways. And so we thought maybe it would be good to do a little debrief. And just to tease this now, I think we might talk about something that happened (gasps) during those, because you and I, you and I had our first fight. Like, you know, like new teams, like storm, form, form, storm, norm, perform, whatever, gyroform, I don't know what it is. And we have known each other a very long time. But there's something about being thrown together for three days to an online conference where at one point we didn't communicate very well, did we? I didn't communicate very well to you. Well, I did, very passively, aggressively, very effective. Well, uh, let's talk about it it, it, because I think if nothing else, it'll make people laugh um, at our haplessness. But um, but yeah, so so there's that to look forward to yes. later on. But let's start off by talking a little bit about uh, how we found it. So I I I think I was genuinely shocked by the level of engagement with Renew Normal and the way people got engaged. So just just let me tell you this. First of all, it wasn't well, it was free, but most people didn't take a free option. So it was a it was a conference that you actually had to pay a little bit to attend. Uh, it was on Hopin rather than YouTube, so there was a little hurdle to get over. 
Um, and, uh, you know, it was off the back of a number of other online events. There have been loads of online events. We've done them. Other people have done them brilliantly, you know, over the course of the last year. So I have to say, I was wondering, you know, when we launched, if I'm, if I'm really honest, not really supposed to say <laughs> stuff like this, are you? But, but I, was, I was thinking, will people yeah. want to sort of engage with something like yeah. this again? Um, and actually, like, people really did. And let me, te- let me tell you something to start. Um, I found out that the, the average uh, viewing time that people watched Renew Normal and, and, and engaged with Renew Normal for was 10 and a half <gasps> hours. That's that is more than you and I engaged with Renew Normal, and we were at all. Of it. I, I, I actually, I actually think that's right. I think that is more than than we were at Renew Normal. So, um, so people because we had, you know, we'll get onto it, but we had the main sessions, we had the seminar program, and the networking opportunities, and the other bits and bobs around. It felt like actually walking into a conference, but on your computer, and people really threw themselves into it. So, were you surprised? Yeah. I mean, on one level, I'm not because I I tend to feel that whenever I meet youth workers, whether they're paid or not paid or whatever age or stage of life, they're generally pretty masterful at at communication and connecting. So I tend to expect high input from a from a youth worker conference. But what I love, Martin, was that um, we had so much more comments, people's names. We felt like we had these people in the room with us, although it's only you and me and two others in the actual studio. Compared to the last conference we ran online, I felt like, wow, all these lovely folk whose names I know, and they're all here, they're right here with us. And also, the other thing, I'd love to hear your thought on this. Whereas when we um, ran Now What, What Now, What Is It, What's Going On, whatever it was called, um, which was definitely more broadcast media, wasn't it? It was on YouTube. Um, I I felt that lots of folks, we were all feeling a little bit caught in the headlights, and it was almost like people needed a few dots to be written down and then drew some lines and we just needed some connections being made in our brains because our hearts are breaking and we didn't know what to do whereas this time it felt like people's engagement was not just oh I'm here hi everybody here's my pot plant although that was going on but people genuinely had such a rich um diversity in what they were doing their understanding of their context was was incredible so I didn't feel people were coming saying oh what should we do we don't know what to do they were they were coming saying I'm learning this. I'm still heartbroken about that. I'm discovering this stuff. Who can I connect with? And so it felt like 777 adventurers, you know, sharing each other's maps. It was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, that's a, that was a good metaphor. You're pleased with that, aren't you? I'm pleased with that. Also, that, I, never, I never managed to actually accurately remember numbers, but that is an accurate number, isn't it? That is well, it's number. bizarre. Seven... Isn't that the perfect number? Isn't that essentially, there may have been some sign of God's involvement there. So we had 777 yeah, delegates, amazing. which was a lot more than, I, I'll yeah. be honest, more than I thought we'd have. Um, but it was great. And it was, it, yeah, you mentioned now what? That was the event that we'd run in July of 2020. And I think then we were just in this, um, I think we were still in the crisis mm, response stage, yeah. weren't we? And we were, you know, to borrow a bit from, if you haven't heard the interview we did with uh, Reverend Will van der Hart in the last series, you should definitely go back and listen to this. But we keep borrowing yeah. from it. But to use use Will's kind of, uh, he had a kind of way of looking at a kind of paradigm that was around um, how we respond to um, shared trauma. And and he said, you know, we, we sort of start off in this kind of, yeah. uh, obviously of the initial her- uh, sort of uh, initial devastation, but then you move into this heroic response phase. And I think when we did now, what we were still actually, even if we were kidding ourselves that we weren't, we yeah. were still in this heroic response phase. And so 
so people were still trying to find fixes and ways through this and and we were looking at you know we were we were looking quite confidently at the at the summer and thinking well this is this is all right now this is over um and then we've been through this massive long enormous long winter uh where everyone's been humbled and brought back into lockdown again and yeah. cases got yes. even bigger and all the rest of it and so even though we now stand as we did renew normal even though we stand on the brink of things opening back up again and a real sense that we might be coming through this now and out of it i think we've graduated into a wiser place and so that i think was yes. reflected in the sort of event that happened yes and and the speakers uh, we had speakers from all across the world around the uk we had guests joining us from 21 different countries so although you and I were quite mindful that often our references were kind of slightly UK and maybe slightly England, you know, heavy, um, I think it was really interesting that youth workers all around the world have been on a similar journey. Martin, I, I'm just, as I sit here in front of my IKEA sofa and the toilet door, I'm just thinking of like <laughs> one of the main things that people really grabbed at from now what and what they really grabbed at from new, new normal. So what they really jumped, like in all the comments was this idea of go after the one. Like, so in last July, it just felt like we, we all needed to hear very clearly from the spirit, I know you're devastated by the loss of the numbers, not because we're numbers mad, but because numbers are actual people and we are devastated. But, but that sense of just go after the one. So even if what you're doing at the moment is tiny, but it's faithful, God will you know, multiply that in someone's life. This time, people tripped out on the pot plants. Like the potted plants, sorry, for our American listeners who are just the whole time thinking, is she talking about Christ? <laughs> so the potted plants. But people really grabbed into our back, in case you haven't seen it, our, our um, studio backdrop was loads of green pot plants that, that um, lovely James had nicked from, the, from around Newscape and his own office. But people really jumped at that, the idea of new life and growth. And it became this motif that I think God really used during the three days of saying, you know, I'm doing a new thing and stuff is growing that you've not even realized is under the surface, but it's growing. Um, and I think Chris's brilliant talk on the last morning about um, Jairus's daughter and go and bother, go and bother the teacher. You know, so that side say, don't bother the teacher. And Chris is saying, no, go, go and bother God, you know, go and say to God, I'm, I'm going after these young people and, and bother church leaders. And so I just felt there was much more of a kind of an outward looking feel to this time, which we couldn't have done last July. We just needed to know it's OK to hold on to one or two. But this time we were, ge were gearing ourselves up for growth. And I thought that was just fabulous. Did you nick a potted plant is the question. I'll be honest with you, and I didn't mention this uh, during the event, but I can't keep a plant alive. Like if a plant comes into my home, it dies immediately. Does it die near anybody else in the family or is it mainly when it enters your aura that, that the damage um, happens? Do you know what? I don't, I don't want to uh, I don't want to be disingenuous, but it's really my life. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know what it is, just, but yeah, yeah. I, it's not really me. I, don't, I mean, I don't do anything to help. I don't want to blame her, but she definitely, she's got a special touch it's like a sort of uh you know a disney movie touch, we have like yeah. an, an evil character who like touches things and they shrivel up <laughs> my uh, husband thinks so i like that I, with the credit card i just need to touch the credit card and it's like rachel we had three pounds <laughs> now we have minus five thousand yeah so anyway now that we've completely shamed both our spouses <laughs> yeah that's good that's good so um so yeah no i i didn't take a pop no. plant is the truth 
So I'll tell that, you what I did. that was. I took the chair. Oh, go on. The chair that what? I was sat on. I... You can't just well, take I the said chair. To our boss, what are you going to do with those chairs? Because you know, you know how he is with viewscape and things being a certain way. I was like, he's not going oh, yes, to want. He's not going to want that because it's velvet and it's like really tacked on. He's not going to want tacked on. So I said, Chris, can I buy it no. off you? So I whittled it down to a really cheap price. I have yet to email Karen and say, I'm going to wire the money to you. But yeah, I drove home with the chair that I was sat on. That It just felt so rock and roll. Like, look at me driving home with the chair I sat on. Now I say it, it doesn't actually It's not what stars do, is it? No, you put those two things together. Rock and roll, driving home on the chair you sat on. <laughs> In the back of my car. As I'm eating my M&S sandwich, yeah. it's so out there. But anyway, my daughter thought it was. It's not rock and roll. It's barely. It's barely sort of a folk <laughs> festival, to be honest. <laughs> I just thought it was really fun. I was like, I've got the chair I sat on. Really fun. So, just to try and put some structure yeah, into okay. this, please, um, please. We had a whole bunch of stuff going on. So, if you came to to the event, you could uh, you could go to main sessions with us, which you know, mixed quality, <laughs> especially that, especially our bits. Um, and then there was a really big seminar program. There's about 24, 24, it was a ridiculous number of seminars. Um, and then we had, you could network with people. Lots of people did. You could do, uh, there were these cool little exhibition stands you could go and visit. They were all virtual. And, um, and so you can actually, it was like walking into a conference and walking around and bumping into people and, you know, all that stuff. And I think that, that, was, that was great. And then there was all this interactivity. So we had over 5,000 messages yeah. sent during the during the um, the time where um and, it, and if you think about all the introverts who didn't post anything uh you know that's actually quite an impressive yeah. number so um so so there was all this conversation going on all the time in the chat kind of functions but also then we were able to see those uh, thanks to someone who literally was like like getting blisters on our fingers typing these so things we, into, we're talking about you yeah yeah into our screen um but it, that really closed the gap i thought between kind of uh you know a, a broadcast approach or even like even when you're in a, a live conference and you're standing on a stage you don't have that level of interaction no. with the with it's the guests all, with the no, participants no. but this felt way more like a sort of um you know way more interactive than a live event so anyway so you had all those bits rachel i'm gonna ask you to pick mm. some personal yes. highlights yes from all yes. of that. I absolutely loved Marco. So for me, the things that just felt the sweetest were we had a couple of people that kind of Zoom bombed us, although it's not Zoom, it's hopping. So Marco did and the Archbishop of Canterbury. And I quite liked, um, it was just like they, they were passing by on the M6 sort of thing and they stopped in. It was nice. And I think what Marco, who is um, obviously from the States and he was involved with youth specialities and now runs the youth cartel, I think he just brings that level of age seniority he we always refer to him as the mountain man like his beard is extraordinary and and the, and what he's seen and how he's grown and developed and he's so generous with just sharing his life like he he embodies every, all the things that you you want to speak loud and clear about about what it means to be a leader who leads with courage and vulnerability and all that kind of stuff you know in an age where still you're slam dunked for your weakness so i just i think he was awesome and i love the archbishop and I love the comments coming through of people saying, you didn't warn me he was coming. I'm crying. I've got mascara down my face. Because, again, I think he just very quickly realised that he was speaking to these 777 pastorally hearted individuals who've been on front lines 
and not really being shouted about and cheered on really by the wider church. And I just think people people just really were ready to receive something. So they, they, those two were, I mean, it was all in my books, amazing in my head. But I think those two probably the bits, if I could go back in time and just go through them again. I, well, I haven't got to go back in time. I can just, we can talk about that at the end. Yeah. You can get, get to Yeah, we'll talk about that at the end. So, um, well, I was just going to say the interview with Justin Welby. It's not that we didn't announce him because we're super cool. It's because we were terrified he wasn't going to be oh, able to make Yeah, it. we didn't know if so, he would because it was literally a tiny window that he wanted yeah. to give us, wasn't it? Yeah. But he did He did pop up. Um, and and I don't know if you noticed he had a book in the in – the, did you see that he had a book on the, on the side behind him there? I don't, I don't think he'd put that in. It was my book, but um, – but I, d- I don't think he put it there. And it dis- did you notice as soon as I mentioned it, it quickly disappeared Does from view? Does he have view, a handler so that just like think... and replaces it with something yeah. else? Quick, get Rachel's book. Who's got Rachel's book? No one's got Rachel's book. Awkward. So it was just a white space. Yeah. Mm. Wow. It sounds like you're describing the nightmare you had that evening. <laughs> so, um, so then, so, so what was brilliant was he told this story, which I genuinely have never heard anywhere else. I don't think he's publicized it, but he talked about going to volunteer in uh, St. Thomas's hospital and uh, just being with people, you know, suited up. Nobody could tell who he was because he was behind a mask and a, a visor and all that sort of stuff. Um, but going and, 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 and serving and being alongside people who were gravely ill with COVID I mean, that just blew my mind as a picture of what Christian leadership actually is. I thought it was I thought it was mind blowing. So no wonder people were crying Um, because he talked about just giving a woman a bit of dignity in her final moments on Earth, you know, and spending time with her. And I thought, wow, where did this where did this come from? We thought we were just getting you on to, you know, we were going to make a couple of jokes and have you say something encouraging and. And and here we are in something much deeper. So, so that for me just goes to show how I, who, what yeah. he thinks of the youth ministry community, doesn't he? He just knew that bringing the story about him in secret, sitting at the bedside of a Muslim woman as she died, she wanted him there, didn't she? She asked for that. He knew that would connect with youth workers. That somehow we do what we do because we're willing to be in those spaces, Un, unchampions. Un, yeah, we're not the heroes. No one knows about those. If all the things that we do blather on about because we love chatting about ourselves, there are many things that youth workers have done this year that nobody will know about. Um, some of it because it's illegal, because it's been about actually reaching out to a young person who's struggling and all the rest of it. But I think that he just knew that we would get that. We wouldn't like be like, oh, sorry, I interrupted you. Next thing, Martin, what's the no, second right. thing that you love? Well, I mean, I was really piggybacking off of your highlight there, but the... the, the the things that I loved were there were a couple of moments where we tried um, a, a sort of corporate, oh, yeah. I don't know, spiritual yes, activity, yeah. I guess you would call it. Like a, I wouldn't call it so much an act of worship as just a, a time with God. And what blew my mind about that is still a year in, I'm still, you know, I'm still a bit, I've been a little bit sceptical about what you can achieve online. Like theologically, I do believe that God is everywhere and that the Holy Spirit is with you by the toilets there in Preston and here with me and in a teenager's bedroom in Surrey. Um, and uh, and that somehow God can work in that through that, despite the fact that we're not physically with each other. Um, but this was the first time that I'd really seen that happen sort of at scale with a huge number of people. 
so there were two things that we did one was we um the it was a last minute thing so it was actually robbie thompson who was event managing a thing kind of had this idea the night before that we could do a kind of our version of lectio divina but not really where we just read a passage a few times and just asked and just asked and just waited that's all we did we just read the bible we read a, a, a passage in isaiah three times and waited on god and um and the things that then people felt god was saying that were coming out of people it was just extraordinary and it all there were themes and there was you know harmony and it was just extraordinary what god was doing in that moment and so that for me was a bit mind-blowing and it and it and it reset my expectations of what God can do, actually. Um, and then the other thing we did was another another time of waiting on God. And this was the thing I had anxiety about because there was like half an hour in the program, which we just marked as don't don't plan anything for this. And we were just like, let's let's see what God does. And so we just again, just listened and prayed. And again, there was this sense of real closeness, which I don't think you you have from a physical conference, which you know, of course, it was in a sense a physical conference, but but you know this this digital kind of dynamic where people can type in what they feel God's saying, and you know, are all praying in their own little areas. Nobody kind of checked out. Everybody kind of seemed to um, uh, sort of throw the, their all into it. You know, people seemed to really really go for it, and so there was a sense that all around the country, people were sitting in front of their laptops or their phones or whatever and waiting on god and then there was this kind of outpouring again of of god speaking and and moving and and people finding it incredibly profound so f for me those were the, the highlights it was not we would booked all these great speakers and that was brilliant but it was actually the stuff that came from the youth work community coming together on this platform that made it so amazing. And that's what it needed, wasn't it? It needed people to lean in, not not sit on their sofa at home and say, this is going to be done to me. They needed to lean in and share. Because if they didn't do that, there they wouldn't have been anything. Uh, it was quite a profound moment for you because you did arrive saying, Rachel, I think it's this Bible passage. But and it, was, it was quite a heavy one, wasn't it, about Christ's suffering? And you were like, yes. you know, it, yeah. normally we wouldn't go for we'd go for a psalm or something and avoid the bits about dashing yeah. your brains to death on the on the cross. You know, you but you went for something that yeah. was really quite strong. But again, it was what was needed. Yeah. It was that that courage to to step out. It was amazing. Yes, it was the pierced for our transgressions yeah. passage, and I was like, and and what was interesting was that that's where some of that stuff around the um, the plants, the yes. new life, the the, the the botany of the thing seemed to come out so um yeah it was profound because because you know again we i like the fact that we talk honestly on this podcast but you know when you're doing something like that you're like did i did i have a time with god this morning where i asked him what we should we should we should do and he answered or did i actually just open the bible to this page and now i'm making it all fit so so yeah you do you you do have a little bit of sort of Good. It was really stuff, so. good. It was excellent. Yeah, yeah, it was good stuff. I also really loved um, the conversation with Lucy about all the bits of research. And I, I do feel that since Lucy has come on the team, I've, I feel like I've become like her little wannabe, really. I, I'm like this little research wannabe because I just, I've just seen firsthand the huge difference it makes when you know you ask questions that you've worked out are the right questions to ask and then you get feedback from young people or ideas and suddenly this picture emerges and it's not just hearsay like we think young people you know are concerned about climate change or whatever um, and and so it was I thought it was just wonderful it's been some really amazing interesting little threads that have been running through this past year 
both in terms of climate justice and action, but also, you know, what has been happening in terms of the youth ministry community? Uh, what's been that story for the last year? And I really feel, Martin, that I feel really excited about you, know, volunteer youth workers, full-time paid youth workers, church leaders. We're all owning this narrative. And, and recently, a lovely, lovely youth worker called Hannah Robinson put up on Twitter. She said, you know, I'm writing my quarterly report and the, num and the numbers aren't good. Um, and she was really honest about it. And I retweeted it saying, you know, this is actually, you're part of a national narrative. You know, I, no youth worker is holding this in isolation. It has all been difficult for everybody. And actually the, the research that Lucy and her team are doing, I think, can really give a wider frame to, to a PCC or a diaconate or a bishop or whoever it is to say, this is why our numbers have been difficult. Or this is why it's been hard here because of the national picture. Right? So I felt that, I think people really appreciated that kind of level of stuff as well. I mean, it's all spiritual, isn't it? But stuff that felt like, oh, this is actually tools to help us talk well yeah. about what's been going on, not just, sorry, <laughs> it's been hard. Absolutely. So I, thought was, I thought that was some good stuff, really good. And that that was the moment in yes. our, um, our, our, our time together where you and I... Um, you know, had a little, we had a little, what's the word? Wow. A little friction. We did have friction. And the interesting thing is the next morning, I, I was like, Martha, I'm really sorry that I was a bit, you know, and you're like, really? <laughs> like, no, I, well, I, well, I was, Martin, I was. And so you were very sweet. And I, I think the interesting thing is um, how you, I'm 44 years old and I'm still rubbish at communicating sometimes. Wait, wait a minute, that decision. So I think what I did was I read the decision as you saying, actually, Rachel, you can't do this. You're not very good at this, so I'm going to do it instead, which is not what happened. But it's interesting how after years of a good friendship, um, sometimes that insecurity, that little imposter voice that says, you're not really very good, Rachel. So that's why you've not been asked to do this. It just, just rears up its horrible little smelly head and you've got to say, wait, wait a minute. I'm just being a little bit unkind to my friend and assuming the worst from his motives. I mean, now you might tell me the worst, and this might be my appraisal and my great firing, but it's interesting, no, no. isn't it? Like it was, it was. And if 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 you're not really if, if you don't really understand what we're talking about, it doesn't matter because it'll be understood. But, uh, <laughs> but basically, but basically yeah. there was a little bit in the in the program where we could only fit two. Well, chairs that was the on. problem, wasn't it? Because of COVID, we had to keep everyone very distanced. Yeah. And so it was like. So you came to me and you said, well, which one of us should do this? And I, well, said, I was thinking, I want to do it. I want to do it. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I said me. <laughs> uh, and the reason, to be fair, to be fair, the reason I said that was because I'd prepared the interview. So it was a, it, there was a logic to it. Um, but we we did have a little communication breakdown. And uh, and I think it's helpful to talk this stuff out because, um, you know, it's all reconciled. It's all fine. I mean, I cut up all your actually, clothes and felt so much better afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That well, that's the real reason why I was wearing such weird outfits. It's because you'd cut off all my black jumpers. Um, but but yeah, no. It's it's important, isn't it, to kind of talk this stuff through and also to 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 admit yeah. that like we get yes, stuff wrong. Yeah. We, like behind the scenes of this thing, you know, there are actually 
moments of tension just and stress that, that where we're not our no, best selves. No, and I think this last year, I think as well, as well, Jason and I have been involved in a church plant in COVID. Like you know, the, the strain for every single person listening to this, you, you'll have your own versions of the Martin and the Rachel can't you know make a decision about who does what interview because they're just feeling a bit insecure. But you know, we have that because actually it's really hard to not say because we're not seeing people naturally. We're doing all of our communication online. We're, when we are getting together, it's for an event, so there's an added pressure. So because of that, we're not having those kind of like, actually, I like hanging out with you. You're my friend. And so these, these become these flashpoints, don't they, of so-and-so said I can't do such and such in a service. And part of your head's like, this is so ridiculous that I'm getting upset about this. But sometimes we have to say, I am getting upset. And there's probably a deeper, there's probably deeper stuff this taps into. So I'm going to be an adult and own that. Um, and also trust that my friend actually does love me. Otherwise, he probably wouldn't want to be hosting this with me. And then beautiful James, our cameraman, said, just looked at both of us and went, I can pull back the camera and I can have all three of you on there. And I was like, thank you, Dad. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm yeah. sat in the middle like, but it was great it was a great moment wasn't it so yeah yeah we got three chairs in and the, and the day was saved I think for me all all my insecurities go back to that time when we were at a book signing <laughs> for my book that had just in come Northern out Ireland. and I, I I know we've told this story on the podcast before but you know the 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 shame of waiting for young people to queue up for my for my signature and realizing that there was another queue forming of people that hope they might be able to get your signature. <laughs> Did I try that, to get them to come and get your signature at one point? That's where it all went a bit. Yeah. You were like, no, 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 that's now patronised. I'm profoundly scarred by that moment. It's defined me in many ways. And it's why I'm changing my name by deep poll to Rachel Gardner. <laughs> that's wonderful. Except my next book is about sex, so you probably don't want to be associated with my what, what do you mean your next book yeah, is about sex? About, Aren't all it actually books has about the sex. word sex on the title, so um, there we go. <laughs> Oh gosh. Wow. Well, look, this has been, I feel like we've, we've delivered on our promise really? to give a ramble. Yes. Uh, and, and really we warned you we warned that this was you. what it was going to yeah. be. There's, there's no guest. It was just you and me talking <laughs> no about guess, normal. No guests, no guarantees. Um, we, we, um, there's a load of stuff we haven't talked about. I don't think, we haven't really talked about satellites being postponed. That's, that's something we're going to need to talk about in another podcast soon, but it has been. Um, and uh, and we should also kind of say that it's it's probably our intention to do more stuff like this. So so even though we're hopefully going to be long out of the world of pandemic, I think even the stuff that we've discussed today kind of proves the fact that there is a there's a place yes. for online gatherings yes. that don't cost you yes. hundreds All of pounds in budget. hotels. Yes, and, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we will do more like this. That is very hey, much in our plans. What for if the future is? that we do all our kind of intensive learning and highbrow talks online and we blow the youth budget on all of us going to like a massive centre parks and we don't have sessions. We just like hang out together and have fun. I mean, oh, come on, youth ministry community. That'd be so much fun. Because I mean, that... I mean, haven't, haven't you just described Sol there? I have just described Sol. I've just described satellites. But the interesting thing is that I think this time has challenged this idea that we only feel it's worth spending money if we can get together and there are certain named speakers and certain things. Whereas I think what we've just really appreciated during the pandemic is another youth worker picking up a phone and saying how you're doing. And, and actually, it is actually each other. Like, it was amazing that we had Marco. It was amazing that we had Dr. Kara. It was amazing that we had all these fantastic people. But I actually also think it would have been also awesome 
had it been 777 of us, 70-year-olds, <laughs> 770 there would have been a space for us getting together and actually just listening to god and doing an hour just listening to god so i think so of course we love the speakers that know what they're talking about but i think this year has taught us that we really we can connect well online there we go says she who's a little bit of a technophobe if i say it so that brings us nicely to the end of our podcast and to the exciting announcement that uh, as of uh, now, I think you can access the content from Renew Normal. So you can actually go back and watch the uh, all the main sessions. You can watch all the seminars and you can also there's there's chopped up bits, I think, from the main sessions. If you don't want to watch the whole thing, you just want to watch Marco's interview or uh, Marcel's talk or, or, or whatever. Um, so that's all available to you now. It does cost money. So in order to get the sort of um, gr sort of premier version of that where you can access it all forever, uh, it's it's 20 quid. I mean, it's not a lot, is it? What can you get for 20 quid these days? Cup of eh? coffee. <laughs> in a very <laughs> in Shadwell. <laughs> in South London. Yes. There we go. Yes. Um, so uh, so don't buy a coffee in Shadwell. Get Renew Normal. And uh, and then, you know, we'll and apart from that, you know, we'll be back next time with another one of these. But we promise that we'll have a guest. Next time. We promise not to do well, this we again. We had a guest. A we had the Holy Spirit and we had people listening in. What, what, Should what, I do a voice? Do a voice? Shall, I, oh, no. shall I create a little create character? A character. Who are, who are you going to be? Uh, do, you, do you have a go to character that you go for? I don't. I don't have a go to character. This feels very um, risky. Uh, have we risked it? It does feel risky. And I'll, I'll probably, this is like when we started reading the names of European nations <laughs> and you you just accidentally did an accent. Do you remember that? There are some but, I can't um, say without doing accents. Oh, dear me. No, I Terrible. I think we're finished. Take care, everybody. See you next time. <laughs> bye bye.